0: You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah,
1: Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Uh, I don't even know what date it is or what the episode is. 327. 327?
0: Sure, we'll go with that. Or 329. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know. My it's phone an, is recording, is so I can't look at it. 100% an odd number. I'm looking at something on my phone, which is stupid, and then I'm clicking the wrong buttons. Well, you um, know. You know. Uh, <laughs> what am I even looking up here? Mm. I was going to go to the Building the Game podcast website, which you should, too. Um, it's just okay, though, really. Maybe don't. But, um... I was going to go there. Doesn't matter. Just look at the episode title. And look at the episode number. And look Let's at see your what it was. Look at your clock or your your
1: calendar to see what the date is. Anyway, yeah, it's Rob and Jason. We're recording uh, on a lunch break here. Uh, I'm about to go out of town. It's three twenty nine. Three twenty nine. Three twenty seven. Already up. Okay. Yeah. Three twenty nine. And yeah. I still don't know what the date is. It's September. You whatever. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, I'm on vacation. I'm out of town, so we're recording this uh, when we can. Uh, let's see, it is uh, as of this recording date, it's a couple of weeks before Grand Con uh, or a week and a half before Grand Con
0: Yeah, that's Um, sneaking up.
1: That's sneaking up. I won't be able to make it to Grand Con. I think this episode's going up uh, on that that Monday after Grand Con.
0: Yep. So hopefully you had a great time. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I had lots of fun. and Mm -hmm. Hopefully I recorded a whole episode there that we can post next week. That's the plan.
1: Yeah, right. I didn't bring the uh, handheld recorder today, so you're going to be doing that on your phone, I guess, much like we
0: are right now. Cool. Yeah. I'm stoked right that's alright it doesn't really matter they, sound, they both sound like crap so frankly you know <laughs> a handheld is marginally better than unless the phone unless someone has a phone near it and then it's and then it just marginally worse <laughs> the universe collapses upon itself in the singularity <laughs> bad news bears yeah, yes so we're recording on lunch it's a good time to record yeah, we're busy and stuff so. busy trying to cram this in in a work day um, so let's
1: see I've been playing I have played some games lately yeah uh, what did we play? Uh, we had some friends over. We played uh, Dude again, this time with four. Mm-hmm. Game, that game is definitely better with four than three. Uh, I think five to six is the ideal situation. Because mm-hmm. four was good, it worked, it was fun. But I think five just. Yeah, yeah. five is, is better. That's probably the case, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they enjoyed that a lot. Um, we played uh, uh, Outlawed again. Mm-hmm. Outlawed is a great game. It is. And it made a great connection with the folks that we introduced it to. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, yeah, uh, I did some more playtesting of Hardpoint. Uh, that is coming along nicely. I, I don't know how much of that I've talked about on the show yet, but I've added minis. Whoa, I think, yeah, I, I, think yeah. I said that. I've added minis and a, and a map, just a simple page-sized map. So um, so ran through another playtest of that, and that was good. Uh, I was hoping to get a print-and-play done... Before going on, vaca- going on vacation, so I could send it out to a few folks for additional testing. But that's just not going to work. Not going to have time for it, unfortunately. Um, but that'll be something coming out, uh, I should say, coming up. Hopefully, late September. By the by, the end, hopefully by the end of September, I'll be able to put together a better print and play of that. Cool, cool.
0: So yeah, yeah, I was um, pleasantly surprised by the version with minis, because. <coughs> oh yeah, really, because you and I played yeah, that too. Yeah, I really like the original version. Um, but it was lacking something um i didn 't know that i didn 't know if miniatures was the thing it was lacking right um yeah but i 'll tell you what we played it with miniatures and it's um you kept it really simple
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the uh, the system for movement and you basically used this you you gave a movement limitation, so each bot has a different movement limitation, which is great mm-hmm. but the big thing you did that was really smart was you kept the um the uh, the heat or whatever it yeah. is. You kept the heat um, connected not only to the weapons, but also to the movement. Yeah. That was really clever and I, I enjoyed that a lot. I think it simplifies um, that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I that was that was really smart. I think it worked pretty well and uh, thank you. Yeah. So no, I was I was really happy with our first game and we actually for the first time ever got to play a whole game. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh yeah, the, uh, you reduce some dots so there's less damage to be taken. Correct. The damage is pretty strategic, how you have to take it. mm mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah 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 so
1: yeah and uh, so and I think you and I played it in about 45 minutes
0: yeah yeah, yeah
1: the, uh, the the other second game I played with with the other guy I think we played full game in about 35 minutes
0: that, that makes sense I think once you get going with it it's a game that'll play much quicker yeah um, we were spending a lot of time we were spending time stopping and talking talking about, about analyzing and, yeah, analyzing
1: yeah. the game and things right. so so I'm really really pleased with that that strategic minis experience in, in a short time right yeah yeah so that was exciting that it was really rewarding I mean, there's more work to do. One of the suggestions you had was, uh, which I thought was an awesome idea, was because uh, I had been thinking about adding like some human characters. So normally you're driving robots around, you know, but uh, thinking about adding some tokens that would re- represent humans as certain sort of cannon fodder uh, enemies or something. And you had said the idea. You'd said, well, what if what if those guys can can you know you can spend them or or discard them to upgrade your mech or to repair your mech. And mm-hmm. that, that threw in the idea of different classes of humans, right. uh, a mechanic versus a soldier, whatever. And you could sacrifice a, a mechanic to to heal some damage on your mech or heal a critical system, maybe, which I thought was a freaking great idea. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so that, I think, I have a little more playtesting, a little more um, feedback, but then that'll be the next step for me in, in development to try and work that in in some way. See if I can make that make sense and be and feel natural and feel appropriate. Um, yeah, so that's where I am on that. Cool. Um, what else? Uh, made uh, some big updates to Item Shop. We had that game night at our yeah. our local uh, bar. Bourbon bar. Yeah, One Well Brewing in in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, got some good feedback from some folks that were there. Uh, yourself included. Uh, made some updates. I did that thing where I I, I swapped the um, the point scoring. So previously you would score points. You would score two victory points every time you, for every item you sold at a low price, one victory point at an average price, and zero victory points at a high price. Uh-huh. My original thinking being that you're getting a lot of money, so you don't deserve victory points. Right. right? Um, But after playing it a few times and getting feedback from you, I swapped that. So you get victory points when you sell at a high price. You're getting a lot of money and you're getting victory points. But the consequence of that is that next time around, you're going to have fewer customers coming to visit. Right. Which is great. Uh, One of the other things I did is is I swapped it from, or I changed it. Previously, you were equipping items on your character to kind of get bonuses. Right. Now that's putting it into a display case in your shop. Which is
0: Super smart.
1: Which, yeah, that 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 was was
0: one of the other guys that played. Well, yeah, I think
1: I think that was Pat's idea. Yeah, Uh, that was a really good idea. And in fact, what I did is is instead of having just a standard three items that you can equip, I made that a scale as well that you can upgrade. So everybody starts with one display case, and then you can buy upgrades to increase the size, and that adds a strategic decision. Excuse me, uh, about you know, hey, I want to I want to get bonuses. uh, I'm gonna. You know, I, I this maybe I got this one item card that I want to be kind of the root. This is going to be the root of my bonus at end game scoring. Mm-hmm. And if I do that, I can get this bonus with only having two cards. So I only need two display cases. So I can upgrade once. But this card over here, I, if I can if I can pair this with two other cards, then I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get a bigger bonus. So I want to make sure I can upgrade my display case two times. Uh, and get three slots totally, but but in playtesting that then with with Christine the other night, what happened is I had one card that it was it was an accessory card, and its power was if you have this with two other or if you have a total of three accessory cards equipped at the end of the game, mm-hmm. then you get this bonus. So okay, this is great. So I need two more accessory cards. One of those accessory cards, though, also had a bonus saying if you have this paired with two other whatever cards, then you're going to get a bonus for that. And and uh, and every card has has an item type and an item infinity. So I had to to create a combo where I had three accessory cards and three uh, elemental cards, mm-hmm. and I was able to set those up together and get double bonuses for that. And then also one of the other cards that I had in there that was helping me with with one of the other bonuses also gave me a bonus for having a certain number of a certain type of upgrades certain quantity of upgrade okay, types yeah and so by chaining that stuff together and, and making those combos I was able to rack up more points that way um, and if that felt really good and really yeah. kind of it was not I did not intend for it to be that way but right. by making those changes it, it made all those old item cards and old item combos that previously you were gonna go with one and that was it right it made all of that stuff make a lot more sense and and be a lot more meaningful in the game which was a, a wonderful surprise. Awesome. Um, so I felt great about that.
0: That's great. So, um, yeah, cool. Uh, we also play tested uh, Flood. Yes, uh, we have done a ton of work on that. But I'm actually going to save that um, to talk about during the pitch because I don't have an actual game to okay. pitch. And that's you had some substantial Th- changes. That's an actual game. In. Yeah. What? That's an actual game that you can do for your pitch. I think I've already pitched it. Okay. I, I, I pitched it originally as a different game, mm. and then I think I maybe even talked about it again as the flood version of the game. Maybe you did, uh, but I want to talk through where we're at now, okay. and uh, because that's going to be something I'm going to be trying really hard to uh, get good testing in a grand con with more than two players. I've only sure. ever played with two players at this point, so um, yeah. But hey, speaking of grand con, speaking of grand con, so grand con is coming up. You're not going, but I am, um, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big uh, ordeal for me. Big <laughs> um, ordeal. So. I, uh, I, because I didn't get to do hardly any pitching at Gen Con, uh, because of, uh, having just sold Into the Black Forest, um, which was kind of my main game. It was going to be like, kind of like, I've got this, but hey, look at these other games too, right? Um, and the Black Forest is going to be on Kickstarter this week? Uh, it should be on Kickstarter now. Now? Yeah, cause right now. Because it was going on before Grand Con on okay. the 12th, so it's already out there. Um, so, anyways, I, uh, you know, the goal was to, um, the goal was to use that to kind of be able to show other stuff too and because because that got sold it was a good problem to have but it sucked and so i um uh so i just pitched uh did one pitch of mustachioed uh at grand con i mean at gen con um and that went really well Uh, i did hear back from the publisher and i can't remember if i said on the show or not but they decided to not move forward with it um simply because their, their feedback was great it was we really love this game um It's not this game. The reason is not why we're bringing it up. The game is super fun. Someone will buy this game if you show this to more publishers. We are choosing not to buy it because we are going to focus on larger games. Um, And because of that, uh, this game, price-wise, just isn't going to fit on our shelf and isn't going to make us the money we needed to make uh, based on that, uh, based on kind of that plan, right? And um, that was fantastic feedback, right? Uh, To hear, like, you should keep moving with this game. Someone's going to buy it. Um, But... It's not for us right now because of X, Y, and Z. And, yep. and they got back to me super fast. Uh, so I really, nice really appreciated stuff. that. Yes, yeah. because that way I'm ready for Grand Con. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm ready for Grand Con. And I'm, uh, uh, I've am i got a up to pitch that to at least one publisher, um, maybe more. Um, and that's going to be kind of one where I'll show it to some publishers, even though I know it's probably not their, their bag, just because I'm hoping to use that, um, you know, You've had this happen. You show a publisher a game, and they say, "You know, this isn't for us, but you should show this to this other yeah, publisher." Right, right? Right. So there actually there are two publishers I'm for sure pitching it to. I'm trying to set up a third, um, and then uh, the main games I'm prepping though, like that's that's pretty much already ready. I need to make an extra prototype. I'm going to be good and actually make two prototypes of everything <laughs> this time, which I never do. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that. I, I, some designers do like three, and I'm just. I mean, if if two people want to take copies of a third one, asks. I'll just I mean Frankly if two people Want to take copies And I'm out of copies For the weekend uh, Okay So be it Cool
1: Yeah (laughs) Um, So anyways Yeah and that's That's always a crapshoot. You never know what the right number To make is right Right. Yeah Right.
0: I know that I always Print off lots of rule sheets To give to publishers And then throw them away later So um Mm -hmm. So anyways Uh but the main the main thing I'm going to be showing off is is a feast for Pharaoh. That is the most done game I have. Um, I need to play test it again uh, with the uh, wilds in. Um, but but the game is in a great position. I have two three pitches set up for that. Wow, that's great. Um, no two, two or three. But I'm again I'm trying to set up another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for flood, my goal with flood is I I'm not. I'm not going to be actively pitching it, but I will be actively showing it, right? Like, yeah, look yeah, at yeah. Beast. Hey, let me show you this other one because that's the type of game where it's got some unique mechanics, mm-hmm. um, and I could see a publisher saying it's not quite there yet, but keep me in. I want to. I want to hear more about this, right? Sure. And, yeah. Hopefully. Um, so I'd, I'd be completely comfortable with that. Um, uh, so one of the places I'm pitching to, I know, I know the person I'm pitching to, um, and they are very, very good at. Uh, saying they just—they don't even work for the company. They're just—they uh, just do some scouting for them, and mm-hmm. they're really good at saying, you know, this—this this isn't for this company, but here's three other companies you should contact, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like 14 publishers going to be there. I need to email some more of them now that we're getting closer. I was kind of holding off. I picked the ones I really wanted to hit up ahead of time and get yep. those set, and then I'm going to try and email some more. Uh, but I want to put a huge plug in for the Cardboard Edison. Um, publisher directory oh sure have you ever looked at that before no I haven't so when they said we made a big publisher directory um uh I don't know what you expected but I expected a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. I expected they made a big spreadsheet I could pay to download the spreadsheet it's 15 bucks one time or you can do patreon and get it somehow through there I I just paid the 15 bucks um because it's only 15 bucks Mm -hmm. um it has more than 200 publishers, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. So I, um, I get this thing, and I'm like, okay, and I'm thinking, gosh, this is a pain, because they're going to keep having to send me the link to re-download this spreadsheet over and over again, right? And then I open the email with the attachment, and it's just a, a picture that's got a code on it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I go back to their website, because I'm not great at reading websites or anything. anything. I just tend to skim right. and read things. Um, the internet and Facebook have ruined me for that, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I... Um, I click on the thing, and it's like putting your access code. So I put that in, right? Uh, I put in the access code, and uh, I realized they made a friggin' like, online database. It's searchable. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Cool. It's amazing. <clears throat> um, I searched several publishers, found every single one. With the, There was one I didn't find. It was a super small publisher. Um, and frankly, it's probably that publisher's fault that they're not in there. Mm. <laughs> I'm doubt it's Cardboard Edison's fault. Because they were canvassing, right? Trying to find yeah. It. yeah. Um, but it has information like who's the best person to contact? What type of games do they want? What games do they have they published that best represent their portfolio and what they're looking for? Oh, cool. Which is really helpful. And yeah. I want to say those link to BGG. Um, like that is... That's neat. That's really helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because a lot of these publishers, there are so many publishers in our industry right now. And yeah. there are so many... Like you know, green couch sized publishers, right? Or even slightly—I'll even say slightly smaller than that by catalog, right? Yeah. Like they've got four or five games out. You've never heard of them, right? <laughs> you go to Grand, you go to Gen Con, um, and you start looking around at publishers, um, and you're like, who is this? Who is that? Or I mean, you set up pitches with publishers at Gen Con that I had never heard of. Sure. Right. And now I'm like, how did I not hear of them? I've heard of their games. But unless it's a publisher we know the name of, right? Kind of like designers, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know that designer... You don't know the person. You don't think about who published that, right? Right. Um, So anyways, uh, it's... uh, Well, that's like uh, one of the publishers I'm pitching to, um, the one that you know I'm specifically going to be pitching Mustachio to. Yeah. They published a game that you and I played with, with our friend Alan at that bar years ago, the big... A game, fancy game about upgrading oh, things. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, That that guy who owns that company designed that game. Oh, cool. I had no idea, right? Like, it's just you don't those things don't always click, right? Right, right, right. Um, so, anyways, uh, it was just really interesting to to to, to see that, right? And mm-hmm. um, so, so the directory though, best fifteen dollars you ever spent. It is a one time fee. They will send you yearly updated access codes because they they change the code every year. Um because they should, right? Sure. Because they don't want people to share it. And if you share it with other people, you're a dick. If Rob asked me for the code, I would tell Rob no. I Rob wouldn't ask because again I'm, I don't so, want to be right. a dick. Yeah. yeah. But but um, yeah I mean it's ab- absolutely worth the 15 bucks you should seriously when you get back from vacation you should just do it,
1: it again, um, I didn't realize that so I thought uh, it, I thought that 15 dollars was like uh, like for access
0: for one year but that's forever access that's my understanding yeah okay. so I, it said one time fee okay. if it's 15 bucks a year still, still worth, worth it. it sure if it was like Five bucks a month, I would I would be willing to pay that. Yeah, I think I mean? that's
1: that's. There's a level in their Patreon where you pledge so much per month. Yeah, yeah, and you
0: get other stuff as yeah, well. Right. But um, I just haven't ever done Patreon before, like where I nor have I've I. Like, like I've made donations, but never like the recurring thing. Yeah, so right. this just seemed a little cleaner for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was I was I don't want to say I was so shocked at how good it was because again, it's it's Chris and Suzanne, they right? They're and they're again. amazing. But my expectations of like was that? It was a spreadsheet, right? Because that just that would be that's well, what you would have built. That's we, what I would right. have built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? You know, um, uh, yeah. That's just what most people would have put out there, right? right. You know, I mean, heck, that's what big conventions use for their um, their uh, event planning. Event planning.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but it's got a it's got an interface that's very reminiscent of like a good online searchable database, like okay. an event database or something, right? It's got Great. it's very. Really, it's, it's really easy to use good um, good design uh, so anyways uh, fantastic highly recommend uh, so I'm going to try and get some more I mean, my goal is to set up five to seven pitches if I can just because I'm there all weekend I got nothing else to do Might officially well. other than playtest and record one podcast that's like an hour <laughs> um and just see a bunch of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, and I do have to... I will be working in the Green Couch Games booth uh, oh. a little bit. Okay. Not a lot. Sorry, Katarski. He doesn't listen to this, so I can say that. But right. The guy's like, yeah, I need you working there every day. He didn't say He's that, ugly, that, too. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> Smells bad.
0: Got big feet. Weird feet, right? Weird feet. Really weird yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the oddest thing about him is his feet. Um, but anyways, uh, I... Um, I'm going to work in the booth For for a little bit every day Just to help out Do some demos basically Of yeah. my game Because you know Once you're in with the green couch You're in with the green couch you're in, but, yeah he you're promised on the couch Once you're on the green couch, couch yeah, yeah. You're on the yeah. green yeah. couch He promised me that uh, He promised me I can have a shirt Which I'm actually stoked I really like their shirts <laughs> <They're laughs> sh- sure. There's good graphic design With the the logo oh, yeah. and stuff Oh yeah, yeah well, so. did I, did Adam, Adam did that right? uh i don't know i think I maybe that that would make sense yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so
1: anyways yeah. i i gave him a hard time uh at jet at gen con for still wearing his old green couch shirt i know. fade in the prints getting cracked and
0: yeah and his, you know. his uh his two guys working for him have like super brand new, nice brand new ones spiffy
1: shiny bright colors. he
0: threatened to give me his old shirt and i was like dude Ooh. i will quit <laughs> Because, <laughs> again, he smells, so... Big feet, too. If his Big, feet have ever feet. been near that, then you know, it really scared me. <clears throat> <laughs> so anyways, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but, but no, so I'm, I'm jazzed about Grand Con. Um, no huge agenda. Um, it, but if you're going to be there, things to look for. Um, Green Couch Games booth, obviously. Um, check that out. Um, we'll have uh, a lot of good friends there. Um, Riddle and Pinchback, I think, will be there. Uh, I want to say Kirkman will be there Uh, I know John Gilmore will be there because I I was talking to him Uh, Ian Moss is coming this year which I'm super stoked about Um, I'm sorry that I'll miss him uh, but lots and lots of cool people that we know Um, there's some St. Louis crew people coming I believe Kelly said he's coming um, I'm not sure about Nate's or um else like Nate with two Dragon Con or uh, uh, excuse me
1: Dragon, Dragon Con. Con yeah, yeah. Right. that's, yeah, that's yeah, awesome yeah. I'm jealous with his,
0: with his uh, Tobias uh, uh, cosplay that was fantastic it wasn't Tobias though he was some kind of bounty hunter thing he just oh had, was have, he had, yeah he was. He made oh. a Tobias joke but. oh I, all I saw was literally all I saw was the picture and I was oh man yeah. I was kind of picturing him in like cut off jean shorts <laughs> I'm a little sad about that um what was he, like, Yandu or something like that? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. It looked like he was wearing a vest and a hat in another picture I saw. Right. So, I don't know. Um,
1: so, I'm Nate, not sure. Nate, tell us what you work. Write in or yeah. call in and tell us, yeah. tell us what your are Call
0: customers. in. Don't write in, you lazy jerk. Yeah. Call in. Um, but anyways uh, Corinne Roberts will be there Uh, she'll have a booth go have her make a bunch of art for you because you should and she has like awesome deals at conventions yeah Um, so and obviously Neil Roberts is coming Neil Roberts what yeah because he's staying at my house so that's why I know he's coming so and I'm staying with him so have I met him yeah you have okay he read your rules he probably tore them apart (laughs) He was like, Your rules, Rob, they suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me explain you how to make them better. So.
1: He'd be a lot, he would say they suck, but he'd be a lot nicer and more diplomatic about saying right. it.
0: I'm hoping he brings his food truck game because I want to try that. Yeah, I've Yeah. Never I didn't try the new to play version it. of it. so...
1: I didn't get to play it at uh, Origins or at
0: Gen Con. Was he at Gen Con? Oh, no, he was not at Gen, Gen Con. Con. No, that's right. Like yeah. Pretty that's pretty why I didn't play it at Gen yeah. Con. <laughs> but no, I didn't get to play it at Origins. He showed me uh, yeah. it, I believe. Right. But I watched some of the guys so, playing yeah, it. So I want to try that because. Um, yeah, because I, I really like the inspiration for that game, and uh, I think that yeah, I think it'll be cool. Um, uh, yeah, so that's a big adventure. Um, yeah, and you'll just be sleeping all day. So
1: I'll be sleeping part of the day and helping my dad with some stuff.
0: So oh, yeah, and I will be there Friday and Saturday uh, and Sunday. Yeah, um, just because uh, last year I didn't go up until midday Friday or a little later, and I I wished I had been there right away. Yeah, um, just because. Go up, check out the room, and we have a good room this year because Neil was on point yeah. and he booked it. We don't have to stay at this place; it's like three miles away. We're like walking distance, which is stellar. Nice. That's great. Yeah, so you want so, to Uber,
1: Ian, right. every day. Yeah, or, yeah.
0: though or we or did party. get great deals on the Ubers because he found like a coupon for like ten lift rides for a dollar. Oh, nice! So, like each, so it was like it'd be like here's a dollar plus tip. <laughs> he was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, so, nice. So yeah, cool. Um,
1: yeah, so. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot else going on Um, game-wise. I don't don't think so either. Um, um, Yeah, so I guess you're going to pitch a game now.
0: I am going to pitch a game now. I was looking here because I think we have... um,
1: We might make this a slightly shorter episode just because of of our environment and our timing here. Yeah, So sorry about
0: that. Uh, But I do have some... um, I do have some... uh, other stuff, too. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, um, all right. Here we go. Here we go. So Flood. Flood. Uh, so um, Flood, I'm going to do a quick kind of recap of how the game works, Please and do. then we'll talk about yeah. what we thought about playing it. Okay. So the idea of Flood is um, it is the uh, early early 1900s. You are... Um, up north in a valley in alaska uh, surrounded by mountains with one pass that comes in um and uh you are attempting to build a life there right with uh three other two two to four families attempting to build a life there uh this is a pull and write game i'm calling it um and the setup is that it uh there is a flood coming it has started to rain um and you've got this uh this mountain pass is where all of the resources are a box canyon in a sense yes yes Yeah, yeah, yeah right why you decided to set up down there? I don't know. You're probably not very good homesteader, but you did. Right, kind of, kind of a fjord. Yeah, yeah, like a fjord. Yes. So, anyways, uh, they don't call them that in Alaska, though. No. Um, so, uh, so, anyways, you've got these resources here, which the resources are represented that mountain pass is represented by a uh, a board uh, of one inch squares that are five wide by. 10 deep. So 50 squares total. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a bag of resources, which is a bag of cubes. Uh, four different color cubes. Uh, the cubes are green for saplings or small trees, uh, brown for large trees, um, red for food stuff like berries and such, mm-hmm. and yellow for animals, which could also be f- um, food like. Uh, or, um, or you know, using the hides right in the various tissues and things to do stuff right tissues 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 tissues. So the way that that's stacked is that there are sixty cubes in the bag. In um, the uh, the cubes are set up to have twenty of the saplings. That's the most common thing. Uh, Sixteen of the trees and twelve of the other two, respectively. Okay. So um, so that's that's the idea. There. Okay. Um, you uh, the start of the game you do your first initial setup whereas you put out 50 cubes randomly just throw it out of it the bag and put it,
1: on, right? put it, on, put it right. on a square
0: hence the pull and right, right. Um, you will have uh, 10 left in the bag if you're decent at math you'll know that already spoiler um, <laughs> 60 minus 50 is 12 so um, <laughs> so you'll have 10 left in the bag right uh, and this was actually Rob's suggestion. Uh, so, what else you have? Uh, the setup. There are eight tools you can use. Uh, the eight tools are, and I'm doing this from memory because I don't want to pull it up on the computer. The eight tools are a plane, uh, which so they are te- tetrominos, tetrominoes, tetrominos. However, that word. Whatever that word is, yeah. tetra shapes. Uh, the first one is a single square, one block, and that is a plane uh, that you would use to you know plane off stuff. Yeah. Um, a uh, chisel, which is uh, two two block square. A a draw knife. Draw knife. Which is a a thing you use to skin logs. That is a three block in a line. Some Um, people call it a spoke shaver or barrel shaver. Yep. But the official term is draw knife. Yep. Uh, I Googled it. Uh, (laughs) I know, you're absolutely right. Things to use to build a cabin. Right. (laughs) Um, And you are building a boat, but um, the idea is you're building a cabin like boat you're doing what you know how to do using woodworking tools yes exactly right um you also have an axe um which is a l-shaped a mallet which is the um that tetra shape where it's three across and one in the middle uh and ads um the ads is a three by so it's an l but it's just um it's like a corner piece right Mm -hmm. three in a corner um how many is that uh, so that's six. Uh, a saw, saw, which is four long. It's yep. the four long piece. And then a four square, which is a crate. Okay. Now you're going to use these tools to both gather resources and build. For gathering resources, the plane is worth four bonus points if you use it. Um, the chisel is worth three. And then the ads and the um, draw knife are both worth two bonus points for every time you use them. So uh, you've got a sheet. Uh, and the sheet you have um, has on it uh, a picture of the boat. Um, and the boat has hollow places in it where you will write things as you build it. Uh, below that, it has a description of all the pathways of making things. The things you can make are a log, um, a, uh, a door panel, uh, uh, a wall panel, a window pane, which are four of those, uh, a mast, and two sails. And then in addition to that, there is uh, supply boxes that each hold four things in it. Um, so I'll, ta- I'll get back to how scoring works with that in a second. But what you do on your turn is, is pretty uh, is pretty simple. Uh, it's going to go around. All those 50 cubes are out there. Uh, on your first turn, you are going to pick up one of those uh, tools uh, in that shape and then lay it down onto the board and collect the resources that it covers. Okay? All uh, those resources get pulled off. You hold them over on your side. Uh, we're going to go around doing that until everyone's gone twice. Um Now, you should know. You probably noticed this when I talked about it, but just to be clear, the bigger the shape, the less points it's worth. And anything that is four points, uh, four shape, four squares is worth zero. So that is half the tools are worth zero points. So okay. So back from that. Um, So you're going to all go around and do that. Then you're going to enter the build phase. Now, a couple things about gathering. When we gather uh, by doing that, there are two ways we can do it. One, you put it over cubes that are there, right? Uh, and you collect those cubes. But for two, and this was Rob's idea, and I really like this, you could go scavenging, which is any piece of your tool that falls over a spot that is empty means you grab that many cubes out of the bag. So, theoretically, uh, if I grab, I have a four long one and that has been, those spots have been cleared off and I just put that down, I can just take four random things out of the bag. Now, based on the makeup of what's on the board and what I know is in the bag, that may be a super smart idea, right? Uh, if there's not many logs out there, but I really need logs, and I'm like, well, the logs are probably in the bag. Trees, yeah. yeah. Trees, yeah. yeah. Sorry, trees, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to find the logs in there, only the trees. Um, all right. So that's how the gathering phase works, or the, um, yeah, the gathering phase, I guess. Uh, the next thing you do is everybody then builds at the same time. Um, now, well, before you do that, we go around one quick time, and anyone who has a food could discard that food to take one cube or equal number of cubes off the board uh, so say I gathered five five food on my turn, uh, I could change all five in and grab five tiles off the board or randomly draw um, that is one phase you get to do that, uh, it goes in player order still, right, mm-hmm. uh, and play always passes to the left at the end of the turn, um, at the end of the round uh, so build phase, we all do the build phase at the same time, the way the build phase works is um, you've got your paths to creation that I mentioned, Um I'm gonna try and build as many things as I can on my turn, uh, but also try and score the most points. Now, every path creation requires one tool to build something. Um, right now, there's at least three tools to build a log. There's four different tools you can use. Two of them score, no, one of them scores, three of them don't. Um, and then that's pretty much the same format for all of them down the line, except for most only have three. And for supplies, you must have the crate to store supplies in the in the boxes. That may suck, but for now, that's what I'm trying. Um, we haven't actually tested it that way um, and for supplies you can put anything you want in the supply boxes It originally was you could only put food or animals in there uh, But Rob suggested why not be able to put anything in there now at the end of your turn? You can hold two cubes uh, kind of like as your personal resources for the next round um, Now okay, so the scoring the way the scoring works is that uh, say I'm gonna build a log right now There are two ways to build a log. I can do that with two trees uh, or I could do that with three saplings. Now, if I do it with two trees, it's worth three points. If I do it with two saplings, it's only worth two, three saplings, it's only worth two points. That is because it is sturdier if I'm doing it with the trees than the saplings, right? Um, so, the way that scoring would work is I get three points, and if I use the draw knife, which I can use for that, I would get two bonus points for every log that I build. So let's say I can build five logs in a turn. I could use that draw knife five times. Right? The idea is I have that tool. Basically, the, the thought of the game is there are these eight tools and we're sharing them. So each turn we're claiming which tool we want to use. Um, the way it's set up, you should never be denied your ability to build something you really need to build. Uh, you will always be able to build logs, for instance, unless you pick stupidly on the tools. Because there are four tools, you could be fourth, you'll still get something to build with, yeah. right? So that, that was the idea. Um, so that's, that's how that works and then in the empty space instead of coloring it in like a lot of roll and write games might do you're going to write a score like others, some other roll and write games do so I would write 5 points in that Right? I pick a spot to start on the boat um, everything I do after that must be connected to at least one other thing that I've built Right? so if I pick a log to start with which is what most people would do mm-hmm. um, I have to continue on from that spot
1: and I'll say I didn't like that at first but after playing the game, I was like, that is the only way. <laughs> right, right, That is the only way for this to make sense. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I agree. At first, I just, it was actually a split-second decision. I was like, because uh, you go, where do you start? I said, well, you can start anywhere. And I said, "And I think together we are kind of like, well, I guess you probably have to follow a path. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's just do that. And, yeah, it was restrictive, but in in, in a pretty good way. It was the right choice, um, yeah. So the other thing that I did, based on Rob's feedback, um, was the boat... There was, Rob was concerned, rightly so, that there was an ideal path. To creation, right? Like, if I follow this exact path, resources, you know, mm-hmm. if they align to it, I will always score the most points. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the, there's always an uh, optimal choice, right? Yeah. You don't want that, right? right. So, what I did was, um, again, this was based on an idea Rob had, was to break the boat into sections, right? So, the bottom section of the boat, and, and so I guess I should describe so it, yeah, the, raft the, yeah, the of the deck, I'm calling it, mm-hmm. is one section, it's 13 logs across the bottom. Or 12 logs across the bottom. Um, then you've got the shape of your house. There's like a cabin basically on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is 11 logs that, that make a square. Um, those are a section. Then there's inside of that, there are four wall panels, three door panels, and four window panes. That's the, the inside of the house, right? Um, or the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the mast and the sails, which is just three pieces. Because uh, the other all both other two are 11 and 12 on the bottom. Uh, that's only three pieces but to get there because you have to start on the bottom logs to get there is a is a journey mm-hmm, <laughs> right mm-hmm. um, and then the supply boxes there are four supply boxes they each can take four resources you get five bonus points for each one that you complete and then an additional 20 bonus points if you can do all of them the catch is supplies are always worth one so any item you put in there is one point so those boxes are effectively when you finish a box it's worth nine points um does that make sense so far yep now, the way that I scaled it was because, because of the different resources uh, used and different scores, like, the door panels and the wall panels are worth way more points than the common log is, right? So I did that on purpose because the logs are what you're going to build the most of. The mast and the sails are worth a ton of points as well. So what I did was for the bonuses for those sections, I scaled them way back, right? Yeah. Um, so that uh, So that uh, or I scaled them out based on the median score, Um. That it, that it takes to build anything, right? So basically, I figured out to build a log what the bottom score is, what the top score is, what the median score is, right? And I did that for everything you could build. Mm-hmm. Took the median score, figured out, did an equation to figure out what all would be needed. Like on the bottom, it's easy. It's times 12, right? And on the on the outside of the house, it's times 11. But on the on the inside of the house, it's four door panels plus this, plus this, plus this, right? And it kind of gave me a, a baseline for how many points you score for completing each of those, and then I made the bonus so that they were all within five points of each other. Uh, I didn't want it to be exact, but I wanted... You know what I mean? I, they, I don't mind there being an optimal choice if the optimal choice is less than five points overall. Because, frankly, the way the resources play out... Sure, that's we'll, enough. That's not enough to make you do it one way or the other, right? Yeah. Um, plus, it's also not enough to make it... It basically makes it not obvious what the best path is, which yeah. is good enough, right? Yeah. Um, so that is... Yeah, that's, that's how the game plays in the end. Oh, oh, no, no, I forgot about the most important thing, right? So at the end of the round, at oh, the okay. end of a round, <laughs> this is pretty important, I've got a five-square-long uh, blue tile that's water. At the end of the first round, it will cover the first square, the first five squares. First row. Yeah, the first row, basically. So now there will only be 45, uh, um, 45 cubes. Oh, and I should point out, too, that when you refill the cubes, you don't sweep the board. You simply um, backfill the holes holes, just like you would in the beginning, right? Um, And everybody, whenever they spend resources, at the end of the turn, we put them all back in the bag. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, so that comes forward every turn. Um, there are nine turns in the game So after the first turn, you know, it moves up It does that until it gets to the eighth position That will be your ninth turn And at the ninth turn, it, it's kind of like There's a ledge, right? And then it just floods the rest Because once there's one line, it's just super boring yeah. No one's going to be able to build anything um, So that's the game Ta-da! Yeah. Um, I'm super happy uh, I'm super happy with uh, um, it so far I need to do some more testing on it, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. I've tried to make Roll and Write games multiple times, and it's always I've never been able to make it click. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to make games where you're using resources to build like woodsy things, and that's never clicked. And Roll and Write really seemed to do the trick for that um, because Pull and, write, pull and write, yeah, yeah, because it allowed you to um, it allowed me to uh, be able to have diversity of building without having to have a gajillion cards. So there's no cards in this game, which for me is like what? That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Pretty much always cards in every game I make. So um.
1: yeah, and I enjoyed it um, when we played. I I'm looking forward to trying again again at some point with the uh, the bonuses and the the you know point adjustments you have made. Um, so yeah, so I'm pleased with that. Um, and I guess actually we're tight on time, so we're gonna have to call it here. Uh,
0: so yeah, any any final notes or thoughts from you? Um, no, no, no. I'm uh, excited about Grand Con. Like I said, I hope to record an episode there. Uh, if I can't, then you'll hear Rob and I in the studio next, but I, I should be able to record okay. a quick episode, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. So. great.
1: so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, call 770-TEL-BTG, email buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at podcastbtg at Slingerland at poorly underscore design. Website is buildingthegamepodcast.com. Uh, Review us on Podcast Places. Go back into the Black Forest on Kickstarter right now. You won't regret it, I promise. Uh, And uh, we'll be back with you guys in the future. So have a wonderful day. Good night. Bye.
0: Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and poorly designed studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.